Welcome back to Cthulhu Light Show, your one-stop shop for nerdy you've already heard and opinions you don't need. On today's episode, Brian and I will be discussing Ted the Caver. And I'm Dakota. Well, no, wait. We're going to be discussing bad creepy pastas and then Ted the Caver. I was going to surprise him with the with the bad creepy pastas. But the bad creepy pastas are coming first. Exactly. That's the boo. Okay. Cthulhu Horror Show, week four, guys. Look at that. We did it. Yeah. Four weeks of content in a row. Mm-hmm. Can we do five? Probably not. We'll see what happens. Uh, so, yeah, like Brian said correctly, uh, today we're going to be discussing some bad, short creepypastas. And then we're going to talk about Ted the Caber, the first creepypasta. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we previously did a creepypasta slash SCP episode much earlier on in the podcast's life, um, and it was a lot of fun to do, but it was also a very like, shallow look at creepypasta. It wasn't very in-depth, so we figured we'd go through a bunch of really short ones and have discussions about them, and then do like the original one and continue that in-depth discussion. Yeah, this definitely isn't us trying to capitalize on what has been consistently our most popular episode. Definitely not. This isn't a cash grab, this is... Because we're not making well, yeah, any money. yeah, it's not a cash grab. There's, there's, yeah, there's zero money in this. Okay, so... Alright. Yeah, we, we've got a list from badcreepypasta.fandom.com. Um, <laughs> it's just a handful... <laughs> And uh, we're going to read them and react to them like some BuzzFeed motherfuckers. We've devolved into reacting to a list. Um, do you want to start off or should I? Yeah, you start. I did the intro. Okay. This bad creepypasta is called Toolbox. You wake up one morning to find a note taped to your mirror. Don't worry, I took care of everything. Your clothes have been freshly laundered, the bathroom is spotless, and your garage has been organized. Even your faithful old toolbox has been replaced. Later that week, That's nice. there's another note on your mirror. Get out of town! Paperclip to this message are several grainy photos of police in a taped-off section of a field. One of them is carrying your old toolbox in his latex-gloved hand? What? Oh, no! I'm a murderer! What? Is that, do you think that's supposed to be the implication? Is that, like, this person had, like, like went into a fucking fugue state, committed a murder, and then <laughs> came home, tidied up their house, and replaced the toolbox? Like, <laughs> is that what we're going for? Because like, that's really incoherent and weird. Oh, no, I just said that as a joke. Um, no, prob- probably what this what this is, is, like, somebody is using us, ostensibly, to throw the police off of their murder. You think so? Yeah, that's what it's, that's what's implied. Unless... Why? Like we said, it's, the, 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 unless it's, like, one of those, uh, multiple person. Did they still say multiple personality? Yeah, I think so. Just Dis- I think it's dissociative identity now. Yeah, dissociative identity disorder. Did, wait no D. Yeah, not did D. Yeah, D I D did it. Deed. 
I'm just confused. Like, there was the first comment that says, don't worry, I took care of everything. And then... It, it, that implies that the dude, like, broke into his house. Fixed everything. Like, did his laundry, cleaned his toilet, uh, organized the garage. Yeah. And then took your toolbox to, like, I guess, Space Station 13 style, beat someone to death with it. Well, and then later that week, they break back into your house with a note on your mirror that says, Get out of town! <laughs> Which is like, what? I don't get it. Well, <laughs> if this guy's gonna frame me for a murder, the least I can ask for is that it gives me a head start. I'm so confused. <laughs> that's all, that's it! That's, that's the whole thing! It's a paragraph and a half! Like, I'm guess, I guess the implication is that, yeah, you, like, slipped into a different personality, committed a murder or something. And now you're warning yourself. It's like a really shitty version of, uh, oh, was it Glass? Yeah. But, but it's like, it's like, one personality was like, don't worry, sweetie, I took care of everything. And then, does the personality come back and be like, oh, fuck, I fucked up, I didn't take care of anything, get out of town. I'm like, I'm confused. <laughs> Whatever. I'm probably missing something. <laughs> Although this is called bad creepypasta, so maybe I'm not. Alright, let's move on yeah, to the next is, one. This is the... Yeah, it's the short bad creepypasta collection. I'm not sure what you expected, Brian. Anyway, this one is called Five Minutes. Let me get into my, my reader voice a little... <clears throat> Your cell phone rings, and it's a number you don't recognize. You shrug and answer anyway. The voice on the other line says, Can I have five minutes of your time? You answer yes, and the caller immediately hangs up. Then you look at the clock. And you feel five fucking minutes older. That's it. (laughs) Hate that. Oh, man. So, like, for one thing... The fucking really makes it funnier than I think they meant it to. <laughs> it does. It, it kind of implies, like, this has happened before. Five fucking minutes older. And they got me again. The other... Gotta quit answering these spam calls. The other funny part is that, like, you look at the clock and you feel five fucking minutes older. Like, if you're looking at the clock, you could just establish that it skipped ahead five minutes. Like, you're looking yeah, at the clock. Why, like why'd you look at the clock if you're just going to feel five minutes older? Also, your cell phone rings. Like, the time is on your cell phone. Right. You don't even got to turn it on at this point. Like, it's always on displays. Technology's incredible. I d- like, literally, they didn't have to do the five minutes thing. Like, it could have been, can I have some of your time? And then you hang up and you've got, like, gray hair or something. Like, that, that would still suck, but it would be better than fucking this. <laughs> yeah, it would suck less than, than five minutes. Ah, five minutes! I hope he doesn't call me 700 more times. <laughs> I hope I don't keep stupidly saying yes every time somebody says that to me now. That was dumb. Alright, go on. The man in the corn. What the fuck? <laughs> Okay, sorry. The way this story starts is just really strange to me. The man in the corn. 
Anyway, back in my hometown, there was a man who would hide in the corn and kill people that passed by by skinning them, and then he sold their belongings for a profit. One day, as he was laying drunk in the cornfield, a combine ran over his body, but when the guy got out of his vehicle, the body was gone. All that remained was an arm. That's so fucking bad. Oh! Ah! It's just an arm! I like how apparently, the way this is said... Is as if the man who hides in the corn and kills people by skinning them and selling their belongings for price. It makes it sound like this is like common knowledge. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's one of those it's one of those small town things. Like you oh, know, yeah. every town has like has like a guy that's just known for being a weirdo around town. Yeah, like the town drunk or something. Yeah, the Barney from The Simpsons. Yeah. 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 yeah every small town has a man in the corn. You got to watch out for the corn. I mean, we're we we're from the Midwest. We we know what this story's talking about. Oh yeah, no. I, I, my my mom's house, my my backyard, just beyond the fence, is just a bunch of corn. Dakota's the man in the corn. Well, I have seen you skin people and sell their belongings for a profit, Dakota. Look, man, nobody knows how hard it is to podcast. With <laughs> all that remains is an arm. <laughs> this is how I fund my my podcasting dreams. <laughs> I also feel like it's not that weird to roll over somebody with a combine and only find a piece of them. Yeah, there's, of course, having grown up in corn towns, like, you hear about, like, oh, there's this guy I know, he had to clear his combine, he lost his arm, yeah. like, unjammed or some shit. Yeah. You hear, you hear stories of people getting mangled by combines all the time. Like, I don't know if they're trying to impress on you how impressive this gore was, or if they're trying to imply that there was something supernatural about the man in the corn, but only every part of his body but that one arm was supernatural. Well, yeah. How do you think he? How do you think he stabs people if he doesn't have like a like a fully human arm? Oh, okay, okay. He's just like ninety percent ghost. Yeah, there we go. Got... Fuck it. That sounds all right. The man who was ninety percent ghost in the corn. Ninety <laughs> percent ghost man in the corn. <laughs> yeah, bro. Alright, hit us with this next one, this three-sentence fucking story. This is The Rock at the Beach. We were at the beach. Everyone had matching towels. Somebody went under the dock, and there they saw a rock. (laughs) But it it wasn't, but it wasn't a rock. It was a rock lobster. Do do do. Ooh, rock <sighs> lobster. Ooh, yeah, it's just a joke, guys. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, this. <laughs> okay. Uh, Moving on. Yeah. This next one's literally just a gag. Santa is coming. A prophet wrote down the phrase "Santa was coming." As the skies were becoming red and cracks in the earth widened, I realized he was dyslexic. Hardy har har. Ha <laughs> I was expecting a cum joke, but... Oh. I, 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 I was gonna do one. This was honestly Which less funny. Yeah, I thought... Man. <laughs> These just kind of suck. <laughs> yeah. Alright, here's <clears throat> Voltage. Not to be confused with the Mountain Dew flavor. When she pounds on my wall, I close my eyes and breathe out slowly, counting ten. Ten what? My heart still racing. What? 
10 what? Uh, well, I would counting for like 1 to 10 or probably 10 to 1. Yeah, but she didn't say that. She said counting 10. 10 chickens? No. 10 Mississippi. Gotcha. <clears throat> my heart's... Anyway, my heart's still racing. I scream into the void. Want me to turn the voltage up again? End story. Okay. Yeah, this is one of those where it's like... They tried microfiction. They thought they had a good idea. Mm. And there's just nothing. There's fucking nothing here. I mean, I guess it's like a welcome to my twisted mind kind of thing. Where it's like... <laughs> Whoa, you didn't expect it to turn out I was torturing somebody. Ugh. Oh, this next one I actually kind of like a little bit. Really? The open house. As I was touring an open house, the real estate agent told me the previous owners had been murdered. Funny. I thought the house looked familiar. Ew. Hey! That's like a, it's you! You're gonna die! That's like a Goosebumps book condensed into a single sentence. Two sentences. Like, it's very generic and there's nothing, like, special about it at all. But at least I feel like the, uh... The t like, the twist was, like, not, like... You weren't beaten over the head with it and it wasn't, like, totally weird and out of left field, you know? Yeah, it wasn't a non sequitur. Like, they're, like, it's two sentences, and they connect to each other. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like this person understood, like, the microfiction format and, like, how to use it. Nothing special. It's not gonna fucking keep me up at night, but it's kind of kind of cute. It, it's, it's, it's better than Voltage. But it's nothing's better than Alpha Wolf. Oh, oh we are gonna read this one? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> all right, all right. Awesome, I'm glad, awesome. I'm glad right. you got this. Yeah, <laughs> that's the luck of the draw, I guess. Uh, all right, <clears throat> Alpha Wolf. Note, this pasta is not safe for work slash school. I saw my girlfriend turn the other night. I don't know what's more terrifying. The fact that she's a lycanthrope, or the fact that instead of eating me, this massive Alpha Wolf smiled down at me, <laughs> grabbed my groin, and growled... <laughs> Being fucking Batman? Mine! <laughs> Swear to me! <laughs> I hate this random weird Omegaverse furry fucking fetish story that got mixed into these creepy pastas. <laughs> it's, it's hard to hide. I know writers have a thing where they'll hide their fetishes in their writing. Yeah. But like. It doesn't work with the writing is two fucking sentences. It's true. And the fetish is the whole subject of the fucking story. <laughs> yeah. Uh. My epic werewolf girlfriend, a total lycanthrope, grabbed my wee-wee and said mine. <laughs> That's my remake of that uh. story. That's good. My, That's good. My cosplay girlfriend turned into a... <laughs> Trying to cash at the time period. My epic cosplay girlfriend turned into a werewolf. Oh, man. 
Got two dogs. Ooh, I like two dogs. My son cried when I killed both of his dogs today. I didn't tell him why, but last night while he slept, I overheard the dog talking to each other. This is one that I feel like had the potential to be kind of fun, but, like, the execution of it's really bad. Yeah. First of all, you killed your dogs, like, with your son's knowledge. Like, he was there. He cried when you killed both of his dogs. <laughs> Dad, what happened to the dogs? Did... Oh, son, I, uh, I had to kill him. Like, did he just... Dad, why? Did he just walk into the know. living room with a shotgun? <laughs> Son, go to your room. I'm taking the dogs out to the backyard. Well, dogs do- dog shouldn't talk. Yeah, I mean, I think it could have been a little more fun if it was something like... My son... And this is ignoring the weird criticism of, like, how does the kid know he killed the dogs? But, like, if it was even just, my son cried when I killed both of his dogs today, but I didn't know what else to do after I heard what they were whispering to one another. Or something like that. You know, like... Yeah, that's way better. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's still not quite its maximum potential. Like, I feel like there's a way to be more subtle about, like, there's a way to be more subtle about the fact that the dogs are talking to each other. Yeah. Something like, yep. My son cried when I killed both of his dogs today. I didn't have the heart to tell him why, but last night... The things I heard them whisper to each other would have sent chills down your spine or something. like. Yeah. It's microfiction. It's supposed to be short. Add a little more, and it, it, that pays off exponentially. Yeah, I, just, I feel like there's a way to make it apparent that dogs should not be talking to each other, but make it sound kind of like normal so that the speaker sounds kind of like dazed almost, like... I didn't want to hurt my son's dogs, but the things they would say at night, like dot, 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 you know, like something like that. Like, that's still not great either. I would not put that online, but whatever. You you get the idea. I feel like it's like, that's almost fun. Like the idea of lying in bed and suddenly you hear the two dogs whispering to each other would be pretty genuinely freaky, but just like the execution of it is very weird. Frankly, if you got rid of all the stuff about the kid and killing the dogs and just made it about the guy lying awake at night and hearing the dogs talking to each other. I think that would be a way more interesting and fun creepypasta. Yeah, there's it's and that's the weird thing with microfiction is like you have to have a really solid basis mm-hmm. just because there's no there's nowhere else to go from there. Well, I feel like with creep like you got to have you got to have that hook and you got to I guess make it last or something. I feel like with creepypasta, especially older creepypasta, there's less of, like, a standard of quality and a lot less, like, especially with these hashtag bad creepypasta, these were not revised. You know, the first idea that these people had went down on the page, and that's what they put out there. Oh, totally. Uh, A a writer for Doctor Who, Stephen Moffat, who writes excellent horror stories, said in an interview once that the most important the first step of having of writing a story is having an idea the most important step of writing a story is throwing that idea away and coming up with a better one 
And like, <laughs> we just did that with these stories where we were like, these, like that one had some potential, but like the guy just wrote down the first thing he thought of without wondering like, okay, but how could this be better? Um, I don't know why yeah. we're... Guys, even... Oh, like you were saying, I don't know why we're spending so much time on this. Like, I'm sure these were just pulled and compiled from like 4chan threads or something. I mean, or I was like, just going to say why... R slash microfiction or some shit. Yeah, I think there is like a horror microfiction subreddit, I'm pretty sure. Oh, there's a subreddit for fucking everything. Yeah. Anyway... Why don't you get to the monster in the closet, which sounds like a very homophobic pre-watershed story. (laughs) After school special. By Ronald Reagan. (laughs) (laughs) Topical. Not really. He's been dead for many slutty, slutty years. Like, (laughs) 15, 15 years to be exact. Fifteen slutty, slutty years. <laughs> I don't. Was JFK a horn? Not JFK. Fuck. That's what I'm thinking of. Was Reagan a horn dog? Uh, probably not. All I know is he was very unkind to the gay population. Oh yeah, he didn't give a shit. Anyway, we're wa- <clears throat> we're speaking of not speaking. Yeah, we're speaking of not giving a shit. The monster in the closet. You don't need to worry so much about the monster in your closet. I'm sure such an ancient beast of horrifying power will be no match for the door handle. Oh, oh, oh. they thought they were clever. I get it. Yeah, it's a deconstruction of of uh, of the the genre. It's a deconstruction. Well, it's a deconstruction of, of monster stories. <laughs> it's more like a parent fucking tormenting their little kid. No, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, close the closet. I'm sure the terrifying eldritch monstrosity can't get through that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just be a shitty parent. Yeah. Dunk it on your kid. <laughs> Sleep tight. <laughs> Son, I, I Dr. Phil told me I need to own my children once in a while. It'll build character. <laughs> You'll thank me when you're older, I promise. Oh my god. Alright, Brian, what's going on with the basement? The basement. As I hear my son's father stagger heavily upstairs, I sit here on the bare cement floor, crying softly. My son just continues to quietly play, but after all, this basement is the only world he's ever known for the five years of his precious life. Ah, it's... Domestic abuse. Yeah, I was trying to think of what, what movie it is. It's, uh, Room, I think? I have no idea. Not The Room, but Room. <laughs> okay, I'm assuming this woman and her child have been... Lo- like, I'm assuming this woman has been locked in the basement for a long, long time. She's probably the victim of a kidma- kidnapping. And this son was born in the darkness as a product of this guy's abuse. And... Raised in it. Molded by it. <laughs> yes, you got it. Anyway, the story's kind of uncomfortable because, like, it's just kind of a story about abuse. I don't know. Yeah, like, this is, this is like, the Lifetime movie equivalent of, like, the Ariel Castro story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means, but okay. That's, that's, that's for the true crime fans in the audience. Nope. So, literally just me. We don't cater to those weirdos. 
Yeah, fuck you. Go listen to the last podcast on the left. Don't do it, though. Yeah, no, stay here first, because... Well, if they've gotten this far, then they're going to stay, because usually people <laughs> drop out right after the intro. Sure do. <laughs> if you go by the Spotify uh, analytics. Anyway, uh, husband and wife. I promise this is almost done, guys. Hang in there. Although the gasoline stung her eyes, it was through tears of regret that she stared across at her battered and bleeding lover, bound and soaking as she was to a chair. She howled through the gag over her mouth in anguish and frustration as her laughing husband dropped the lit match onto the other man's head. A lot of these aren't even, like, horror scary. They're just, do you want to see how fucked up I can get? (laughs) Do you want to see how edgy I can get in the shortest amount of time possible? Yeah. But, ooh, don't, don't cheat. Or you'll get burnt to death. Yeah, nothing really special there. Welcome to my twisted mind. (laughs) Okay. His name. I remember when I never believed in this legend where if you say his name and go to sleep at 12, (laughs) you will enter a dimension of apocalyptic, legendary, and ancient relics filled with horrifying and nightmarish imagery and dimensions full of war, destruction, and brutalization. That was until when I woke up, I saw something open my door. That sucked. What? (laughs) What the fuck does that mean, Brian? It means that if you say this guy's name and go to sleep at, I don't know if it's noon or midnight, um, you'll wake up in a dimension of capital A, apocalyptic, capital L, legendary, capital A, ancient relics. Capital H, horrifying. Capital N, nightmarish, etc., etc. And then they wake up, and <gasps> they did it. Wow! Oh, so it opened the door, and they see out. And oh God, it's it's the... it's capital A, apocalyptic. Capital L, legendary. Capital L, legendary. <laughs> capital A, ancient relics. Oh God, that one was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, that. that... Oh my god, the next one's so fucking shitty. <laughs> I remember when I never believed in this legend. <laughs> I love... She's trying to cram in like, oh, remember, remember back the days when I didn't know this horrible thing. God, those were the days. I'm trying it into like a, a one paragraph fucking story. So he's got to immediately divulge like what the legend is. It, it, it's, it's written. It's written badly. Which is surprising, because we're reading short, bad creepypastas. Yeah, who'd have thunk? The next one's pretty, pretty fucking good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Let's get professional again here. News report. Sometimes I wake up in bed wondering why I have blood on my hands. I go to wash my hands and turn on the TV to hear a news report about ten people being murdered, ripped apart, mutilated. <laughs> <laughs> That's one, one sentence. <laughs> no punctuation. <laughs> No punctuation. That's the entire story. See, see, you unconsciously added some punctuation when you read it. It's you. You read it like. All right, all right. Let me do it again. Okay, Let me do it okay, again. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> News report. Sometimes I wake up in bed wondering why I have blood on my hands, and I go to wash my hands and turn on the TV to hear a news report about ten people being murdered, ripped apart, mutilated. Wow. Scene. 
I also like the implication that this is a recurring event. Sometimes I wake up in bed <laughs> wondering why I have blood on my hands. Or, alternatively, they wake up with blood on their hands every morning, but sometimes they remember why. Other times they don't. Yeah, it, it's, it's, uh... It's really a commentary on being in the throes of addiction. Like, you really stop noticing little things around you. The heads <laughs> like, that are on your nightstand. Like, murdering ten people. <laughs> Ripping them apart and mutilating them. So, that's another oh, I'm so edgy story. Oh, that was good. That was a good one. Okay. Alright. This next one's called My Best Friend. I saw my best friend, who I haven't seen in a long time. Seeing him again would have been more enjoyable, though, if I hadn't remembered he died two years ago. (laughs) Oh, God! That's so shit. I hate that. (laughs) How did you get here? (laughs) You couldn't have executed that any worse. (laughs) I saw my best friend, who I haven't seen in a long time. That would be way cooler, but he remembered he's fucking dead. Honestly, like this story. Wait, that, wait, that's just the same. That's the same story. The story would suck no matter what, but it would be way better just right off the bat if you said, "My best friend died two years ago, and I miss him all the time. I saw him yesterday." I don't know. Like the way they bury the lead is so fucking stupid. Uh, it's so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> which sound which sounds dumb because again, these are one two sentence stories. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah, I don't know, whatever. Oh no, the best the, oh the next one's better. The next one's way better. Okay. Here's here's the same story. <clears throat> I mean Quiet Girl. Oh my god. Sorry, I read ahead. She was always very <laughs> you ruined it. Sorry. She was <laughs> Well, if you read ahead too far, you're gonna read, like, three more stories. Fuck. Alright, quiet girl. She was always very quiet in class. Sitting at one corner, huddled up. No one talked to her, not even teachers. Then I realized... (laughs) The girl never existed for decades! Damn, she never existed for decades? For decades! She was erased from time, but... Only for decades. Not fully, I guess. Only for those decades. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's also like, okay, apparently the narrator is the only person who can see this girl in class. So how do they know that she's been dead for decades? Like, presumably this, this person was in school for a few years. Yeah, he's like, he's like recollecting on, on the experience. Yeah, that's like, true. We tell the story. Like, oh, she was always very quiet in class, just just sitting there. No one talked to. Oh fuck! Was she a ghost? <gasps> she must have been a ghost for decades. Oh, this next one's shit. Okay. Oh hell yeah! The next Go one's called Hotter. I woke mm-hmm. up and realized with absolute certainty the fundamentalist Christians were right all along. It was getting hotter. So oh no, I'm in hell! Ah! Yeah, so I guess this guy died and went to hell. But he left He left this note before he... It's it's like... God's like, you have five seconds, leave a note. There's <laughs> just... The door, it's like, the floor slowly opens. There's just nothing like... scary about this. 
If you literally just wrote, I died and went to hell, it would be exactly as scary as this, which is not. <laughs> I'm dead. Hell is real. End of story. The funny thing is, the th- it's it's not framed as though going to hell is the scary part. It's framed as though fundamentalist Christians being right is the scary part. Honestly, that is kind of the scary part, if you think about it. Peak atheist Redditor days. I tip my fedora to you, good sir. I tip my fedora at Satan, and he does not care. <laughs> Malucifer. Charon <laughs> <laughs> would let me bring my mouth katana into heaven. <laughs> I had to leave it at the boat. Oh, but Charon, while you studied the boat, I studied the blade. <laughs> so much time into that <laughs> oh man oh that got me oh the next one's amazing gotta read it <sighs> alright 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 <clears throat> this is shadows I want to say one I looked to my right and saw a shadow but it was all wiggly <laughs> I looked to my left and saw another shadow but it was a man's mine was right behind me <laughs> talked about uh hp lovecraft yeah uh last episode and fuck i wish he wrote like that (laughs) then he saw a shadow but it was all wiggly looked to my left and saw another shadow but it was a man's mind was right behind me (sighs) fascinating stuff i love weird fiction second to last one Called Cat. Lying in bed, about to fall asleep, when a cat walks onto the bed, curls up next to me, and starts purring. I don't have any animals. Oh no! <laughs> a stray got you into your house. Back. Who fucking cares? Oh god, you, you left the back door open. Who fucking cares? <laughs> roommate's cat <laughs> read the next one it's oh, a doozy alright guys this is the last one I promise we're gonna move on after this uh, <clears throat> to wrap things off let's go with hold on let me, let me just uh, wet the old whistle a little bit there get some gamer juice yep it's uh, it's rain carnival candy uh, if any if any rain reps are listening, I'm I'm open to working out a. a never mind, no one's gonna sponsor us. Wait, what? That's the name, not a reaction. Wait, if you look in, into a hold on, what the fuck? Hold on, hold on. Wait, if you look into a dog's eyes, you die in a year. Then will I die in a year because I looked into the painting's eyes? Actually, why am I asking this question? <laughs> what the fuck? 
That dude had, <laughs> that dude had like, 12 ideas swirling in his head. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> so this guy, I assume, looks at the fucking... That, that, that famous painting of dogs playing poker? Probably. And it's like, oh, if I look into a dog's eyes, I die in a year. But if it's the... But if there's dogs in the painting, if I look at the painting, will I die in a year then? Wait, why do I fucking care? <laughs> Wait, who's I, who's wondering? I would love if the fucking oh, ending fuck. was... Wait, why are you reading this? That sucked. God damn it, fuck <laughs> Fuck creepypastas. We've joked in the past about writing our own creepypasta as, like, a publicity stunt. And, uh, I can confirm we could do it better than 90... No, 100% of these people we could do it better than. You think we could write better than uh, The Monster in the Closet? Yeah. Honestly, the only one that's iffy is... Uh, Shadows. News report? (laughs) The news report was pretty good. Yeah, I gotta admit. <laughs> to, to be fair, oh, news man. report was extremely relatable. I hate waking up and hearing about ten people who have been murdered, ripped apart, and mutilated. <laughs> I wish... Th- I can't believe that that story didn't end with, Oh, and also, you're not hungry for breakfast. Weird. <laughs> Usually you have cereal, but... For some reason, you don't feel like it today. For some reason, you feel like you're already full of tasty bits. Human bits. <sighs> End story. Um, I God. also want to point out, before we move on to better things, that one of the tags for that page on the wiki is Serial Killers, in parentheses, not Jeff. <laughs> Not Jeff. <laughs> Love it. Well, Jeff the Killers are brand man. You can't just you can't just lump him in with the rest of them. You sure can. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. Let's talk about a good creepy pasta. It's Ted the Caver. Yeah, it sure is. It's the first creepypasta. It is. Or so I've heard. Yeah, supposedly it is. There was actually a lot of uh, controversy because later a story surfaced that was almost identical to Ted the Caver that claimed to be from like a couple decades earlier. But then it turned out that that was actually a plagiarism, that they just slapped an earlier date on it, but its copyright was from like a year after Ted the Caver. So, anyway... Yeah, Ted the Caver is widely considered the first creepypasta. It is the story of a guy, Ted, and his friend B, or Brad, who are exploring a cave because they enjoy spelunking as, like, a hobby. And, uh, They're cavers. Yeah, yeah. They're spelonkers. Spechonkers. <laughs> oh, oh, B looks like a beefy guy. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, if my first thought seeing those pictures was that this was, like, a guy and his dad. But, <laughs> appara- apparently they are both grown adults. Anyway. 
yeah, it's just it's a story of them exploring this cave and going deeper and deeper and witnessing strange things. And it's like a it's a fun little thing where it's like these were created as diary entries that are being posted over time. And as they get posted, the stories get stranger and stranger and stranger. It's a pretty fun little story. It's pretty famous. Um, I would kind of recommend reading it before you listen to this if you're afraid of spoilers, because there are some kind of spoilery moments, I guess. I Yeah, for a, you know, almost 20-year-old copypasta on the internet. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you want an unspoiled experience, you might want to do that first. But um... Oh, definitely, yeah. No, you can just Google it, like... You can look right through in the Creepypasta wiki. Uh, you can actually still go to the Angel Fire page. Yeah, which is what which I did. Supposed to be, which was supposed to be Ted's, yeah. Uh, all there in its glorious early 2000s HTML. Takes fucking forever to load anything. God, I love it, dude. That was the internet back in the day. Sure was. I missed all the dial-up sounds, though. Really took me out of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, queue up one of those, like, 10-hour <laughs> dial-up modem noise yeah. compilations on... On YouTube or something. Really get into the mood. Uh, but anyway, um, I guess, spoiler warning out there, yeah, this the story ends with Ted making his final entry after having the strangest experience in the cave yet and saying that he's going to go back tomorrow and he'll update you soon, and then that's the last entry. So, like, presumably he died or got lost in that cave or whatever. Yeah, like that, it, the whole ending is up to interpretation. Because, mm. like said, like we said, it was a series of basically blog posts before like blogs were super super popular. Mm-hmm. I assume uh, when this when this story was last updated, I was fucking five years old. <laughs> yeah, this is pre nine eleven, guys. Ted the Caver came and went before nine eleven. Yeah. Um, so, had you ever read it before this? Because I, I had actually never read Ted the Caver before. No, that was one that I hadn't found. I, I'm a little more versed than Brian would be in Creepypastas. So I'm, I'm not a huge Creepypasta fan, but, uh, you know, it's fun. And, like, like with Lovecraft thing, it's nice to go back to the roots of these things you happen to enjoy. Yeah. Uh, it... Still holds up, actually. Like, we're just going to go right into opinions. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's 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 still a, a solid... It's, it's a little clunky, but yeah. it's it's still a, a gripping narrative. Yeah, ironically, I think it has a similar problem to Call of Cthulhu that we discussed last week, which is just that um, it's kind of slow going. I appreciate that there's this real sense of realness to it, where, like, the accounts that he's offering are not always gripping... You know, like, sometimes they're just kind of mundane. Um, Most of the story is just uh, Ted and B, or Brad, however you want to call him. Yeah. Uh, just trying to drill enough of the of this hole open in a cave so they can go explore it. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing is, like, this, on the original website, this is a ten-page story. And at least the first half are just them expanding the hole. Maybe more than half. Because a couple of the pages are, are completely unrelated to their progress in the cave. Like, there's there's a, there's one page that just gives background information on, like, what caving entails. Which was helpful. Yeah, it is, actually. 
Um, yeah, believe it or not, Brian and I don't leave the house very often. We're not experienced cavers. Yeah, we don't go spelunking a lot. Yeah, this is pre-COVID even. Yeah, who, who would have thought? Um, that's one of the things that initially <laughs> surprised me was I always assumed Ted the Caver was just like a fun idea somebody had and they wrote up the story. But then I was very surprised to be reading it and discover that like there's a lot of really fine details um, about like the actual experience of caving and there's a lot of pictures that look like pictures of real cave interiors and like the 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 as they're drilling away at the hole and expanding it they keep posting pictures of the progress of the hole and like it is clear that they are actually in real life were chipping away at a hole and widening it so they could slip through so like his account of slipping in and out of that hole is exhaustive and I think repeated a few times too many, but it feels very real because it's a thing that the guy who wrote it actually lived. And he did come out and confirm this after the story's kind of breakout success. He was like, yeah, I actually, we actually did have an experience widening a passageway, exploring a cave and, I just decided to add like supernatural elements in it to make it fun. Yeah, and, and really, and that's that's kind of the secret with like really any fiction is is that uh, that basis in reality. Yeah, that verisimilitude we that... talked about, especially because this story does purport to be reality. Like it's pretending that this is a real thing that happened to this person. So the fact that he can give so much detail to ground it in reality really kind of enhances that sense i mean i knew this was completely fictional going into it it's pretty obvious honestly but if i had read this as a kid i would have 110 percent believed it oh totally like if i had found this well obviously in real time i would have been like you know five years old but yeah even even if i found this later like you know that or like early internet like this early internet time for me yeah like, oh, no, I totally would have bought into this, especially with the, the pictures and everything. That, yeah. The photographic evidence is really what, like, nails it. Yeah. As like, oh, fuck, is this real? Yeah. The the, the the point where it starts to become, like, increasingly creepypasta-ish is where the pictures they start to post, like, are clearly still genuine pictures. But they're trying to get you to see things in the pictures that aren't really in the pictures. And it's like, oh, you took real photographs... And you're trying to keep this sense that what the story you're telling is very real, but none of the real shit you actually saw was actually, none of the real shit you say you saw was actually in the cave. So, like, now it's like, oh no, I took an epic picture, and there's something really scary back there, but it's in the shadow, so you can't really see it. Like, it's it's that kind of a thing. Yeah, it's just outside of my flashlight range. Or like, yeah. And, and even in the beginning... Uh, to, to lend credence to, like, the reality, I guess, Ted even says, like, uh, these pictures aren't edited except for ones where I note they're actually edited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you know, just, uh, he could be fucking with us, but also, like, oh, no, guys, it's on the up and up. I'm not gonna edit these unless I have to. Yeah. Wink. Yeah, I thought that the ninth entry, like, page nine, was, it was by far the longest, it was also by far the best page of the story that's when he finally goes as deep in the cave as his friend joe went 
and he starts hearing things and discovers the secret passageway and he's the the stench and then the ropes getting pulled on and he has this terrified escape from the cave um, where he's just like gashed and bleeding all over um, from the rocks and stuff that's probably the strongest part of the story for me yeah one small criticism I had of the story was that a lot of the spooky stuff they witnessed didn't feel very spooky until around the Joe entry. Like, the wind coming and going was a fun detail, but the, I think it was dwelled on too much, and they put too much significance on it. Like, there was a couple of moments of, like, all caps, like, I tried to feel the wind, but I felt nothing! And it's like... You're kind of ruining the subtlety of the of that detail a little bit. Like, I, I feel like... I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like maybe there should have been a little more escalation a little sooner in the story. Yeah, yeah. But I... And I guess that this is just me coming off of, like, you know, reading Lovecraft and all that. Because, mm. like we said earlier, this, it, this kind of fits in with, like, that Lovecraftian style. Yes. Where it's, it's, it's a lot of seemingly boring, tedious detail... Mm-hmm. that slowly builds and builds and builds until this climax, mm-hmm. which, you know, like Call of Cthulhu is right at the end. Yes. You know, it's page page nine is where all the, is where all the, the serious, cool action happens, but obviously it's a story. You need the rest of the story, but... Yeah, I mean... I hope you like accounts of people digging into rock faces, because there's a lot of that. Yeah, this story was very Lovecraft, I thought. And actually had some very strong elements of Call of Cthulhu, in particular, I thought. Uh, elaborate on that. Uh, the, to me, the... I mean, part of what I think is very Lovecraft is the idea of, like, ancient structure that's buried beneath the rock or the waves or the ice that contains unknown horrors and ancient civilizations. Like that's very Lovecraft. Like there's an, there's an implication almost that there's some kind of ancient civilization in the cave because he finds this strange symbol and there's little like hieroglyphs of like people around it, worshiping it, which feels very cult of Cthulhu to me. Um, I kind of think, you know, if the story had continued to be written, he might've found like remnants of a civilization Although that could just be speculation, but it's just like, you know, it's implied that this was like a sacred place to some people at some point in time. Um, And we're never told if there's another entrance into the cave. So like, you kind of have to assume that people are coming up from below. So like, what's below? But also just the moment that particularly felt very Call of Cthulhu to me was when he's scrabbling back through the tunnel to try and get back to Brad and he smells this horrible putrid rotting stink and you never see what's chasing him but it's just but you have the sense that it is chasing him um and it makes me think of the scene where Johansson is fleeing from Cthulhu um in Call of Cthulhu and there's a lot of description about Cthulhu smelling like a thousand opened graves and stuff like that so it's, it's just this unknown thing clawing its way out of ancient depths, smelling like rot and death, and, you know, fueling this, like, blind panic. Yeah, it's that blind panic of the unknown. Yeah. It's, it's that, 
It's that capital W, capital F, weird fiction, baby. Yeah, and there's also this element of knowing that nothing good waits for them back in the cave, but they have to go back anyway. Like, they need to know more. They need to have closure. Yeah. I don't know. I, I got a lot of Lovecraft vibes from it. Um, maybe that's just me, but particularly when the hieroglyphs uh, got introduced, I was like, oh... Yeah, because that 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 it adds something more. Because like we said that like like we've said like this is it's just two dudes digging into a rock face uh-huh. like in a, into like a, into a cave wall. Yeah, really. Yeah. Until they finally carve enough a way to get in there, and then the spooky shit happens. Yeah, like it's it's all it's all build up and suspense and a fear of the unknown and other shit that that drives the story it's like we said yeah. it's very lovecraftian well and you have this thing with joe where joe's whole thing is joe is slightly slimmer than ted so joe goes through the hole to explore ahead of him and ted is injured in an incredibly stupid way um so he can't help um but <laughs> yeah he like cuts himself on a rock or some shit. he stands up too fast smacks it, apparently stands up so fast he fucking concusses himself on the rock wall uh of the cave um uh, and so he has to go back and wait with brad while joe explores and joe basically disappears for way beyond the allotted time and he Claims to have never heard them shouting for him. He never shouts back to them. And he saw something um, in the cave and never reveals what it was he saw. So, like, we don't even know what he experienced. There's there's this little detail where, like, he claims to have never seen certain details of the cave that Ted saw the minute he left the tunnel. Like, he says he never saw the crystals or the strange rocks. Um... But Ted's like, but if he was so far away, he was out of earshot, how could he have missed them? Um, and that's like a thread that you're just kind of left to ponder. Part of the interesting thing is that Ted doesn't actually explore that much of the cave. Like, he gets a little ways in, hears noises, freaks out, sees that that rock has moved and revealed the passageway, and then he starts running for his life. But, like, he was in the process yeah. of going deeper, and he never does. So, like, it's... Yeah, a, it's... It, it's entirely possible Joe did go deeper and saw something. Yeah, because it's like, and Joe Joe's a weird part of the story because he shows up because like Ted can't fit through the the squeeze as they call it, mm-hmm. like the thinnest part of the uh, of of Floyd's tomb is what they call the passage. And there was something about like an old an old caver named Floyd who fucking died underground or some shit yeah he gets he it's, got it's, lodged it's, it's, in a tunnel yeah yeah it, it's not super relevant to the story no outside of the name obviously but um yeah the whole story kind of takes place like outside of obviously like the outside world and going into the cave it all takes place in a few hundred feet of like cave mm-hmm. and there's there's a, a crude drawing of uh floyd's tomb Mm-hmm. As as they first found it, I'll link it in the in the show notes. Uh, I'll probably throw a couple pictures in the show notes. And since the the hole is so small, they 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 assume like, oh, no one's been out here. Um, but goddamn, like especially this this picture of the squeeze. That shit is terrifying. Oh, of the person. Worm- I'm not the person worming their way through it. Yeah, that, I'm not. That's Ted. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. 
I'm not claustrophobic per se, <clears throat> but like, fuck that. I'm not going anywhere near a fucking cave, dude. That shit's scary. Well, I was gonna say. I mean, I I do think they dwelled a little too much on like the dimensions of the tomb and the process of shimmying through it. But I gotta say, between the way it's described and the pictures that are provided, there is something very claustrophobic about reading this story. Like, especially the initial descriptions of him squeezing through the the tunnel, I was like, I was getting a little anxious reading it. Um, Specifically, the way it's described is that in the squeeze, he has to completely exhale, because if his chest is even expanded by a lung full of air, he can't move. Like, it's that tight of a fit. Um, And, like, the special ways he has to, like, twist his head and position his arms. It's just, it's, and then the fact that, like, as he's fleeing from this rotting, stinking, unknown thing, he's stuck in that horrible position, shimmying with his toes and fingers. Like, ugh, that's like a nightmare. I hate that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're trying to escape this, this fucking demon thing and, like, it's like it's like a nightmare. You can't move fast enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and like cave stuff in general taps into a very like lizard brain part of humanity. I think. Yeah. Because there's shit like Ted the Cave. There's shit like The Descent. There's movies that are built around like spelunking gone wrong, mm-hmm. and like the darkness and the claustrophobia that that comes with. Yeah. And like that shit by itself is scary. Yeah. Well, one thing that I think is interesting is they he he kind of discusses this kind of sense of like stepping like crawling deeper and deeper into the primordial earth you know like kind of returning to an ancient untouched part of the world and i think that's very prevalent in like literature in general i know like that's an element of lord of the rings um like the balrog gandalf says the dwarves got too deep too greedy they dug too deep um this this idea that like The, the ancient catacombs of the earth hide unknown horrors is, like, prevalent in a lot of media and weirdly effective. Yeah, it, it's like Land of the Lost, but, like, if it was taken seriously, I guess. <laughs> I also want to add a couple of things. A, I am so, 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 so glad that he didn't do any of that cheesy creepy pasta shit and start editing hokey shit into the photos he was posting. I kept waiting to open one of those photos of like you know the the tomb or whatever and I kept expecting to see like a crappy faded face in the shadows in the distance or something like that. Um, yeah, I kept, I kept waiting for, like, uh, a, a quick up-close shot of uh, whatever the fuck was chasing them. Mm-hmm. Like, like S- Slender this, Man... This is the only thing I could get. Sorry, God. Slender Man as a creepy thing edited into photos worked because it was all about the photos. But when you're trying to pass this story off as a real experience you have, and then there's this, like, crappily edited in glowing eye or something i don't know it, it would have taken me out so i'm glad he didn't do that yeah i'm glad there was no like blood on the walls or like yeah just like a pair of eyeballs in in the darkness or something yeah. like it never went too far is this it's had the camera is weird in the sense that like it's the start of something that doesn't really have a lot of what would become cliches in that like 
body of work. Yeah, yes and no. It's like we were saying, it, well, Creepypasta is, is based on, like, weird fiction, obviously. It's, it's, it's modern-day weird fiction. Yeah. But, like, Ted the Camera doesn't, doesn't fall into, like we said, the, the standbys of, like, uh, lots of blood or creepy eyes or... There's weird sounds and shit, obviously, but, like... None of the none of the things we would call creepypasta hallmarks. Um, yeah, I would just say first of all, so glad that he didn't do any of that hokey photo editing. But also, he didn't go too far with any of the details. You never see anything super definitive. All of the sensory details are things that only make you shudder and leave it up to your imagination. Sounds, smells. And with Joe, other people's reactions to something they may have actually seen with their eyes. The fact that Ted never sees anything with his eyes and he doesn't find, like, bones or blood or whatever. Um, You don't need something that overt to prove that your monster is scary. And you don't need to see the monster to make it, like, loom large in the reader's mind, I think. Yeah. I was a little bummed out that... There is a being mentioned towards the end of the story. Yeah. He yeah, mentions in... a thing called Hodag, I think it was. Yeah, a Hodag. It's a ancient folklore. I, haven't, I, I can Google it real quick. I already have. Off the top of my head. Oh, sick. Go ahead, then. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Um, it says the Hodag Perfect. is a, in American folklore a fearsome critter resembling a large bullhorned carnivore with a row of thick curved spines down its back, prehistoric in suggestion. It was said to be born from the ashes of cremated oxen as the incarnation of the accumulation of abuse the animals had suffered at the hands of their masters. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, but he mentions it as, like, a being that is supposed to, like, prowl through the caves of the earth and like i don't know harass people or like it makes its home in all the caves of the earth or whatever yeah that's that's what that's what i was gonna say i was going off what ted wrote mm-hmm. he's like he said the hodag is like he says just some kind of some kind of cave creature yeah basically and that's that's about all we get like there's yes there's a yes there's a monster but there's also not a monster per se which the so the funny thing is it really has no association with caves like supposedly bear caves were involved in a hoax relating to the hodag but like it's not like there's some like deep folklore or mythology about it like living in the heart of the earth or something but anyway i i brought up the hodag thing cuz i was a little disappointed because i f- i felt a little bit like that was the author saying I won't tell you what the thing is, but I will mention exclusively one thing by name, thereby kind of planting the idea in your mind that that's the thing that it was. Which is particularly disappointing when you look it up and it's just like this scaly lizard monster. It's not that, like, exciting looking. But I think you can take that with a grain of salt. Um, The point is, though, in the end, this demonstrates a lot of restraint overall which is what all bad creepypasta are lacking is restraint oh yeah like like, like we like we read with the the bad creepypastas there's and and like you said most creepypastas there's yeah there's really no rules as to what you can write with creepypastas and like scps and shit mm-hmm. like all, all this like weird fiction there's no there's no 
super set rules, and I might be wrong. I'm not like a English major or anything. But yeah, I mean, just final thought. Um, it was pretty good. It was definitely not perfect. It was kind of clunky. Um, it was pretty obvious to me as an adult that it was complete fiction, like from a very early point. But um, there's some nice touches that help it feel more real. Um, I think this is a pretty good foundation for creepypasta to have sprung from. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, like you can you see you can see the influence of Ted the Caver in like different more popular creepypasta. Mm-hmm. Uh, after a while, it goes off the rails, and you get shit like Alpha Wolf or like <laughs> News Report. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty bad. But no, I, I, I actually really enjoyed this. Yeah. The real takeaways are: if you want to write effective horror, you don't have to be explicit. Leave things to the imagination. It's what yeah, makes tell, the story don't show. Work. I think. No, show don't tell. That's the one tell don't show <laughs> incredible um thanks again for listening to cthulhu light show and cthulhu horror show you can follow me on twitter at dak russell ford also instagram same thing brian i keep harassing him he doesn't have one yeah uh rate review subscribe uh really leave those reviews the reviews do help tune in next week when uh it's not weird fiction for once it's Play Epic Luigi's Mansion. I'm Brian. And I'm Dakota. But who was phone? <laughs> <laughs>